wait, 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 wait. If you thought that that's how I was going to start the show, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. If you thought that I was going to start with some pump it up, oh, no, man. You see the cover artist. You see what time I'm on for this episode. You see who I'm going to divulge in. Of course, I'm going to do Joey. Why? Joey's ending his Spotify contract. He's dealing with a lot of controversy. I just had to get you familiar so you can know where I am going next. Because right now, we're getting into some real underground shit. We're getting into some real Joey music. Alright, we're really getting into the mixtapes. Let's see if you really know Joey. Hmm? Let's see if you were really a fan back in 06. Hmm? As a matter of fact, let's see if you were a fan of the house gang. Let's rock. Once upon a time in the prime. I'm at a CeeLo game and my dice hit That nigga rolled the three, but I ain't get my dough. I never got a red light. Let that go. You know, once upon a time, Ortiz was in my top five, man. God. Who? 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 Now we gotta get into some 06 Mood Music 2. Let's test your fandom. Let's see if he was really listening to some music back in 06, huh? My love of hip hop first started in the mixtape era. Let's go. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates Hey. Wait a minute. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Is that not true? Is he not hated? The man who has his heart on his sleeve, who's literally self-sabotaged his own career. Hey! Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. All the jurors go go crazy. Woo. Model chicks probably talking about having this baby. You just think she likes you, you do. 
Time are you on? Come on, man. How long, how many times do I have to say this? When I'm in my bag, I'm in my bag. Nah, fam. Nah, fam. Underground and mainstream conscious backpack scratch that same thing. I'm somewhere between the real and the fakeness. The red pill, blue pill, real and the matrix. And I can't take this. If the game needs a new look, I'm between the tummy tuck and the facelift. And everything I say in these pages is straight from the heart. Nine magazines, y'all can't break this. Cause I'll read the bit and it's a bit outrageous. Like it's an ear virus and the shit's contagious. I'm downloading like niggas actually play this. Maybe I'm bugging out. Maybe I'm on a spaceship. See, I was on my stay out chill shit. The way mouse kill shit. I'm here just to lay out real shit. Besides, other dude styles reminds me of spinning rims. That shit got played out real quick. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 59 of the Struggle Play Podcast. I'm your one and only host, Doug. You see what time I'm on. You see where I'm going, right? You're starting to see who's actually a fan of music. Because this podcast is strictly for music lovers. Just being honest, man. But then on top of that, the overall objective of this podcast is where I break down songs from artists who gives us passion, pleasure, pain. They literally have to rap or sing like it's their last meal. And you heard Joey, man. You hear him. Man, bring that shit back up, man. You see what time I'm on. So with everything that's happening um, right now in Joe's career, I figured I'd go ahead and break down a song from him. But before I get to the song, I want to take you on a journey, you know, because this is a man who... (sighs) 
before I even start, <laughs> before I even start, remember, this is the Struggle Play Podcast, episode 59. You can follow the Struggle Play Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is at the Struggle Play Podcast. Twitter is struggle underscore plate. And then, of course, you can follow me, Doug, on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, just at NorthSideDoug. It's pretty simple, right? So the reason why I decided to go ahead and do um, music from Mr. Joe Budden himself is because of everything that's happening right now. And the things that he's going through right now is pretty similar to what a lot of people are going through. Right now, he's leaving Spotify. He's like got about an episode left, I want to say, right now. And in Joey fashion, in Joey term, just like how you heard in that song, He's talking about all the corporations. And when he did, he was talking about how he was mistreated, you know, undervalued in Spotify. And, you know, that's a story of a black person in America. You know what I'm saying? That's his story. That's his truth. And it's all too common. I felt like that before from just being a black man working in corporate America. Right. I feel like. I've gone through some racism and feeling undervalued, underappreciated in work at work during my time as a journalist. But I was just telling people last week that <laughs> everything that my professors have taught me has led up to this very moment in Denver, Colorado. I'm talking about white people saying some incredibly undertoned racist shit. I was about to censor myself, but no. Some really, you know, underhanded racism, some indiscreet prejudice. You know, like I tell people all the time since I've been in news, if you really want to know about how your favorite anchors feel about your, uh, you know, issues that affect you, <laughs> just listen to them off mic. Listen to them off air in between commercial breaks. You'll learn a lot. You know, I've been saying that since I've been in the business, you know, and that's the same thing with Joe. You know, a lot of his music comes from a lot of anger and a lot of pain. And he always spills it out into the tracks, right? That's what he's known for. Listen to this. If you want to know more about Joe, just dive into his relationships, 
right? Because clearly all the controversy that he's dealing with right now is from past relationships. You're hearing all of these sexual abuse allegations from previous relationships. You know, I don't know if it's true or not. All I know is, is that as soon as he starts speaking out against Spotify and other corporations like iHeart, those old allegations kept coming up, coming back up. And that's what companies typically do whenever somebody black is speaking out, using speaking their truth on top of that, right? They will use, they will dig up dirt. So you have to be very careful if you want to use a platform. You have to be very careful because people will use your own words against you. <laughs> Hell, in my last podcast, I feel like that's all that was happening to me. Folks are using my own words against me left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right, left and right. You know, now I just got to the point where it's just like, if you don't like what I say, you can just always turn it off. You feel me? I'm not here to please. I'm just here to speak my truth. And that's what Joey does, right? For better or for worse, this man wears his heart on his sleeve. And he's super talented. And he does that. And he's like the king of viral moments. He was going viral before it was even popular to go viral, right? Like, I remember, oh, man, I remember this one time. And very old freestyle of his where he was in a room full of just real spitters. I'm talking Styles P, Murder Mook, Beanie Siegel, Freeway. And God damn, he was pissed, you know, because he was like waiting in the green room for like an hour or two, you know. And he just literally, he was so mad. And he just came in cocky, arrogant, and spits like one of the hardest freestyles I've ever heard. Real quick, we gonna go on about our business. But look, look, flow sick, we riding, bumping old Biggie. Roll with me or lose weight in the cold Richie fuck plat If I don't reach diamond fame I treat a nigga face like that old Simon game I figured out why men try us Cause we OD on rims and thin tires For that we lend bias All it take is a punch He ain't bravery a punk I put his family in boxes Meet the Brady Bunch Yo, how y'all feel yourselves? You kill yourselves Us cowboys don't need you You build parcels And you ain't gotta <laughs> empty your pockets When it caves out Whatever you hold in his mind You my PayPal See, I don't get why this guy is a threat I make his life a net for a pie to the neck Ride or die, I do both, nigga Ride to the death I acapella the whole left side of his chest Not retiring, still got that pension pending Try to pop the hood and see the engine missing Double barrel shotgun, had your men get missing She got pretty brown eyes and she in mint condition Or that cigs in the car You dissing more, take the ratchet Go home and just crisp Benoit Tell a bird like it is You promised the broad, I won life 
rewind them. You Isaiah Thomas the broad. Look, I could send a click cartridge at a nemesis target and catch a ROR on some Gen 6 charges. Now nah, I'll put that thing away. I don't even need a whole hair do to clip them. All it takes is one finger wave. Been in the bank for days. Show you how I'm real. Come home to the truck with the Optimus Prime grill. Handed out crack. Got the scene popping off. They not sleeping on them. The fiends is not off. For real? Tell me how's you a thug and you Superman. I just seen you in the club doing a Superman. Brownstone made your paper cake by the layers. If these dudes is live, I'm the creative player. They calling them kings when they so so hot. Something wrong with that picture, must be photoshopped. I don't promote violence, but when toting that thing, blam, arms start waving like the cop banks down. Look when them twos go pop and move whole blocks. Come around with your dogs and get Cujo shot. These MCs is lame. I'm trying to be an MC with brains. These niggas is MC brains being nice. These rappers is far from being nice. I'm on a rooftop recording. Niggas is being sniped. That's light. And shout the ransom too. I don't hold that shit against you, dude, nigga. One yourself, Jersey. Green, I love you, nigga. I'm gone. Just that Ooh. quick. I'm not here. In and out. Kill me. I'm not here to promote and all that other shit. I'm not here to. Don't sit Joe Buttons in the green room no more like that. I see. I see. I mean, no, no, no. I feel you, Buttons. That's the thing, baby. The green room is cool. I don't mind doing the green room, but don't don't play a nigga saying some shit like, yo, I'll be right back in five minutes. I come downstairs to smoke, and you downstairs smoking. That's like an hour ago. Nigga, I'm grown. I'm a grown man. Not at all this. Whoever did it, I don't know whatever his name is. I ain't worried about all of that. I'm just saying. I'm up here for one thing. Joe is the definition of. You're mad, you're angry, put it on wax. Channel it through your music. That's him. You heard how mad that nigga was? Like, seriously, it's so amazing how gifted he is at doing just that. Now, granted, it would typically backfire and go against him because you can't just be you know, coming at everybody, you know, but that's his career. That's what he's known for. But why is that? It's because of his troubled past, you know, his troubled relationship with his mom, dad, his brother. All right. And then we're going into relationships and then we're going into his uh, drug abuse. And then we're going into songs where he was talking about, contemplating suicide you know what i'm saying like that's that man and he's always left a major corporation <laughs> kicking and screaming tearing the whole house down when he leaves he did it with Je he did it with def jam did it with complex and everyday struggle and right now he's doing it with spotify and then he's also done it when he was with Slaughterhouse and signed under Shady Records. I know every time I've left um, <laughs> a news a newsroom or a news station or at work, I tried to leave. I left as I came in, quiet. I, I never came in and started a job loud. Maybe in the middle, but never in the beginning or the end. No. You know, like somebody says, the same way you leave, the same way you enter the door, it's the same way you leave. And I hold true to that. All right.
but I can't lie and act like I don't love it when I see Joe going off. You know what I'm saying? Just tearing the whole house down because that's who he is. So you have to stay true to yourself. And that's how I came. That's how I came in working for Fox in Denver. Came in quiet. You know, when it's my time to go, because eventually, you know, my ultimate plan um, at the end of the day is to make it back home to Chicago. And whenever that time comes, you know, I will tr leave the same way I came in. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I try not to get loud. You know what I'm saying? And it's really hard to do that in the all white work environment. <laughs> you know? And um, there have been times where I've wanted to do that, not in Denver, but, you know, previous times when I was in Vegas and in um, Louisiana. There have been plenty of times where I've wanted to do that, but it's not who I am, you know, and y'all hear me. Once I go off about white people, I don't really stop, <laughs> you know, but I've learned how to channel my anger. Take a deep breath. You know, like I literally remember hearing somebody at work looking at some uh, suspect photos, like a little wanted poster. And it's like, man, those people fit the description of another crime. And I want to be like, yo, who the fuck are you, the police? You know, and nobody says nothing. Right. Because that's just how it is when you're working in white America. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into breakups with corporation. Let's stay on brand with that. So the song that I'm going to break down is an open letter to Eminem on why he left Shady Records. This is Joe Budden with Slaughtermouse. Look, it was around 9-9, baby coming while I was at rock bottom. Ironic shit, I was listening to rock bottom. Pockets, rabbit ears, no paper, a lot of cotton. Had some charges stemming from me and my squad robbing. Had the leaderhood, shit staying, not an option. I bumped your shit forever, felt we had a lot in common. A rapper expressing wit who spoke in depressive stance. All that introspectiveness, I couldn't measure what it did. Listen, I'm writing to you now, cause we don't get to talk much. Except for in the stool when we be passing through the halls and such. I wonder if you catch me stare at you and all much. And we be busy working, so I never share my thoughts much. Remember signing, four niggas with a attitude. But maybe we ain't get your star power in its magnitude All I thought is it was about to be on Would have never guessed that I was about to be wrong We encountered some things maybe we should have figured out all along Who the fuck was I to be too vocal in my doubt for some songs Even I can be that dumb So the song is about Joe Budden basically leaving um, Shady Records, Slaughterhouse And it's kind of an open letter to Eminem And it's a good song because... This is on the All Love Lost album. And it's easily uh, Joe's best album so far. You know, well, he's quote unquote retired right now. I think this is his best album. Me personally, my favorite Joe's, uh, Joe Budden album 
is no love lost, but all love lost. More complete, more well-rounded, great songs, because he immediately starts off the song by saying back in 99, his baby moms was pregnant and he was at rock bottom. And ironically, he was listening to Eminem's song, Rock Bottom, off of the Slim Shady LP. And he's basically telling him that he feels like the two of them both have similar paths. Obviously, M's trajectory in terms of rap music has put him in like a lot of people's top five, you know, list of all time. So it's different in that sense. But like Joe grew up with substance abuse, issues with his parents and his baby moms. And that's the same thing with Eminem. You know what I'm saying? So he felt like that they were similar in so many ways. And that's what he was breaking down in the first part of the song, especially in the beginning of this joint. Look, it was around 9-9, baby coming while I was at rock bottom. Ironic shit, I was listening to rock bottom. Pockets, rabbit ears, no paper, a lot of cotton. Had some charges stemming from me and my squad robbing. Had the leaderhood, shit staying, not an option. I bumped your shit forever, felt we had a lot in common. A rapper expressing wit who spoke on depressive stance. All that introspectiveness, I couldn't measure what it did. Listen, I'm writing to you now, cause we don't get to talk much. Except for in the stool when we be passing through the halls and such. I wonder if you catch me stare at you and all so much. And we be busy working, song, so I never share my thoughts. Not this much. at all. It's something completely different where he's just venting letting it out and he can and you hear him saying on how much he's admired and respected him even though they never really talked that much or really had a close relationship like M and Royce does Remember signing four niggas with an attitude, but maybe we ain't get your star power in its magnitude. All I thought is it was about to be on, but I never guessed that I was about to be wrong. We encountered some things maybe we should have figured out all along. Who the fuck was I to be too vocal in my doubt for some songs? Even I can be that dumb to step over the threshold and be the guy who says no to so many records sold. Whole career, I never bit my tongue, I let it go. Too many times being a rebel ain't in them what's best for Joe. That second album so came and added truth to the slander, but we learned what's good uh, for the goose and good. Career, you know, that was the group that Joe Budden was a part of with Crooked Eye, Royce the Five Nine, and Joel Ortiz. And they were signed under Shady Records for their second album. Their first album was pretty much an independent release, and it was really good, but their second album got a lot of flack from some of their core fans because there was a lot it sounded more commercial and things just weren't clicking and joe was saying maybe slaughterhouse thought it was eminem's job to get them popping just because they were signed to him and so it was all new for them you know and they were saying well maybe if we do it m's way it could work for slaughterhouse's way and that's not necessarily the case you know everybody has their own separate paths Everybody has their own way of doing things. And clearly Slaughterhouse was more lyrical, you know, more hardcore, cutting edge rhymes and whatnot. And that worked for, 
a lot of the underground fan bases, like underground hip hop fans. But with M, the sound became a little more commercial. The songs were still long because it's about four of them, but it wasn't necessarily ringing off the same way. And it's so funny because my introduction to Slaughterhouse was on that second album, you know, and I liked the album. But listening back to a lot of Slaughterhouse's early stuff, I can see why a lot of fans really didn't like that second album and like the first album even more. And it's funny because they basically assume that since M does it and has done this well and better than us in terms of money, music, you know, more quote unquote success, they'll get that. And it really didn't happen for them like that. And he was saying maybe it's because they tried it to do they tried to do it Eminem's way. You know, because you gotta think about it. Around 2011, 2012, you get a group of four lyricists, you're not necessarily going to get the same amount of love, praise, and whatnot, because that was the era of mumble rap. That was an era where people were saying that bars don't really matter. So a group like Slaughterhouse, it was just very rare to see. So it goes to show that everybody has their own path and you have to stick to your own path. You have to stick you have to stick to your own way. That's something that I've had to learn over and over and over again. You know, like my folks, I love them to death. You know what I'm saying? But for so long, they have been telling me to do things their own way. And as much as I know that it comes from love and whatnot, that's not my path. That's not how things are going to be. I'm 29 years old. I can't keep following mom and dad's way, can I? No, 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 no. So you go through ups and downs, trials and tribulations, turbulence. And mind you, this song is long as hell. I could, I wanted to do Truth or Truth, which is like 14 minutes long, all right? But I figured I'd do this song because it's a good four minutes, which is very short for a Joe Budden song. Let's let's listen to the rest. I'm asking for advice right now. Experience and leadership that helps suffice right now. I guess I'm asking how would you do it? Before I do something too stupid. Before my group lose it, just to get our views lucid. Every other day these niggas want new exclusive. Should I be in the mix more? Maybe I'm too secluded. Do you think you'd be as famous now if you had to put out my name is now the way the game is now off lyrics shit is shameless now just tell me how you maneuver if you came in now So you see how vocal Joe is right Joe he has always been the guy who will always go on a rant who will always speak his mind whenever he feels uncomfortable about something or a certain situation and he's doing it now He's doing it now that's part of Joe's rise and fall. You know, that's his, you know, I look at him as somebody who lives and dies by his own sword, which is honorable, but sometimes it can self-sabotage, right? Because I love that part where he's saying, do you think you'd be as famous now if you had to put out my name is now? So he was basically saying that when he heard Eminem come out with that song, my name is, you know, his debut single, he was just basically saying, like, would that still ring off today? Would it still ring off? Or not even today, in 2015 is when this song was made. 
would it still hit the same? So he's saying like, so why would I follow your formula and your format? Because clearly we're not getting the response that we want from our core fans. Our fan base really isn't growing that much. And the rest of my group members are stressed out. So that's what happens when you try to do things other people's way. It's conflicted. You feel, in a sense, compromised. And it's not just, you know, making it that one person's fault. That's just what it is. Hey, thing is crisscross. Gotta be cool with complex and pitchfork if I want to get my shit off. These simple-minded niggas won't think you fuck with us if they don't see you popping bottles in the club with us. It's about fashion now, which I hate because I dress like shit. I'm just the best when I spit. But there's been times I was feeling like the odd man now. Like I should leave. They'd be better with the odd man now. Like when I wasn't on that intro, I felt a little weird. But that was for the team, so I didn't really care. So what Joe was specifically talking about is he was saying that he was left off of the first song off of Slaughterhouse's last album, Welcome to Our House, the song Our House. Fantastic song. I love that fucking song. That was a song that turned me into a fan. But remember, I didn't become a fan until their second album, so I didn't really know about Slaughterhouse's real history and whatnot. And I remember saying, oh, Joe's not on this song. Okay. But clearly it irked him, you know, and clearly for somebody who's known to overly express himself, he was at odds. He didn't know what was really going on. And he was conflicted because he said, yeah, I wanted to be on the song and took my verse out, but it's fine. I took it for the team, but clearly it rubbed him the wrong way. And you can see how he's not the guy who likes to um, necessarily politic. You know what I'm saying? Dress up, you know, GQ fashion magazines and cover suits and pop bottles, you know, with different rappers to collaborate. So they can just be like, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Joe's like, no, I just want to rap at the end of the day. I just want to rap. I don't want to politic. Like, can we just get straight to the music? So clearly, clearly he's conflicted. For the team, how I happen to be When bad met evil nigga Who was happier than me? Think back, the way that I was on that shit You'd have thought it was my album And I was on that shit Like fuck rap Happy to see a friendship get mended Cemented and any frivolous tension get ended Joel, you my G Weapon waste, you my OG cuz Nickel, you know I look at you like it's blood There's the flowers Before the sin is covered with mud We can disband right now And it's gonna always be love for a brief period, I tried to rhyme like y'all. I was high, maybe trying to prove that I'm like y'all, but I'm not. I suck at all that syllable shit. I'd rather make the pen bleed to see the feeling you get. I'm being honest, we might never sell a million and shit. To me, it's more value in keeping it real with my name. And the M, one of the illest ever on the mic. We're less different than we all like. This ain't about star power, I ain't on the hype Never mind skin color, I see beyond the white My whole life I fought trauma like you Had ups and downs with my baby mama like you I had my fair share of transgressions like you Had a bad temper once and for aggression like you Did drugs, pop pills for depression like you These are things you never pick up from our sessions in the stew I beefed with 
Whole 50 gaming woo. Got in my own way a lot. I'm sure the same as you. There he goes again, bringing up the same similarities that him and M have. They both had baby mama problems. They both, you know, have beefed with dozens of people, tons of people, and they've both beefed with different companies and organizations. And right now, Joe's going through the same shit right now with him and Spotify and iHeart. Because remember, when he announced that he wasn't going to resign with Spotify, he clearly was saying on how these corporations, these companies, don't really have an artist's best interest out there. Like, that's Joe. He's beefed with Spotify, Complex, which you heard earlier in the song. He's beefed with Pitchfork. He's beefed with every single media blog website there is. And now it's Spotify and our heart. Because when he said that he wasn't going to re-sign with Spotify, he was talking about how different companies like iHeart and Spotify don't really have a person's best interest, especially when you're black. Especially when they don't value you. And I have been in situations where I've worked for companies where I haven't felt value as a worker, where I felt more of a number than an actual person. Now we get it. It's all business at the end of the day and you get what you negotiate. All right. You don't get what you earn. You get what you negotiate when it comes to business and when it comes to work and Joe has always been right for the most part. His problem is, is that he's always loud about it and he's always yelling. And when you yell all the damn time, the message can be misconstrued. You know, it's so funny. You know, it's like saying that you think that yelling so loud that people will hear you, but it actually does the complete opposite where it turns them down and just makes them want to back away. You know, that's always been his main issue, no matter how truthful he is. Hell, that's the main reason why Rockefeller broke up is because of Dame Dash's attitude and personality. Dame was saying a lot of real shit back in those days about ownership, about knowing your own worth, valuing your own people, putting your own people on. But you can't be shouting at everybody. This ain't the hood when you step into the corporate world. As much as we would like to stay true to ourselves, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is not our America. This is not, this is not our country. This is white America, not black America. No matter how m many times that we can prove to people over and over again that we built this country and that we invented culture and swag. It's not like that at all. Hell, that's where Kanye West gets all his rants from. It's from Dame Dash. Dame Dash discovered Kanye, not Jay-Z. So going back to Joe, you hear the frustration that he's had and it caused a kind of rift between him and him and some of his group members, not all of them, but the majority of them. And like, the tension that got so bad that M ended up doing uh, this song about Joe, you know, by like something that he said in all in all love lost in 2015 and M dissed him in like 2018. You know, so Joe prepares himself for the consequences when it comes to him speaking out and saying, you know, information that the public may not be too privy of. Especially when you're educating other folks, you know, M has been doing it for the rest of his career, but he's never been blasted like this. Why? Because he's white. And that's just a solid fact.
The whole label think I'm crazy. I've been peeped it. I'm only mad I couldn't keep a better secret. Still, when I hear your voice, my head goes wrong. Takes me back to that little boy with my headphones on. And the way you saved my life back then is how I'm saving them. Plaques and charted tracks won't take me away from them. So I hope you understand. Fuck this record deal, you inspire me as a man. I'll cut it short before I start feeling like a stand. House gang for life, worth to the pig on Roy's hand. Uh. Success will never disable me No record label will ever label me My morals ain't for sale, can't under the table me I ride it out even when everything ain't savory My brothers love me, they won't enable me And Joe ends this song with a common I don't want to say trick, but it's pretty common for rappers to do By just fading the song out while they're still rapping And it makes people want more that's the whole point of it, and that's what makes the song so great because he was really spitting. You know, he was talking about how concerned and upset he was about his current situation with Slaughterhouse and Shady Records, especially when Slaughterhouse was shined to Shady. And he was talking about how confused he was because he was doing things that was out of the norm, doing things that has already made him jaded in the music business from the jump because Joe has always been a personality, you know, in terms of like radio or broadcasting and he was doing it for just a little while. But when he was signed to Def Jam, they was like, no man, what the hell are you doing? Get your ass back in the studio. So he could never really feel like himself. And even when he was signed to Eminem with Slaughterhouse, it still wasn't the same for him, which was kind of confusing for him, which why he was like, yo, me and you, we're not so different after all, you know, we're not, we're more alike than we are, you know, apart. And he makes that very clear and he doesn't shy away from me. He doesn't get upset about it. He just says what it is. And he even says that he, admires him you know and that he's inspired by him and then also giving love to his group members so you have to ask yourself where you're at right now are you not just living your true purpose are you walking somebody else's walk or are you walking your own walk because joe's going to be doing that for the rest of his life you know which is why like if you listen to this today on monday wednesday he's out of his spotify contract and he feels you know perfectly fine he may be yelling a lot, but you have to really pay attention. Okay, this is what we call active listening. All right, listening, you know, with intent, listening to learn, not listening to respond. There's a difference. And if we're just talking about song structure wise, y'all know I love a song with no hook. Like, I, I love songs where the rappers don't sing on the hook, but I especially love a song where there's no hook. And this is classic, typical Joe fashion, where he's basically calling this song Slaughter Mouse, right? So it's kind of like in, to me, I look at it as more of an ode to, you know, to his group Slaughterhouse. But it's not Slaughterhouse, it's Slaughter Mouse because Mouse was a, an old nickname that he had growing up. You know, and he's still loving his, you know, brother's. He still loves his group mates. He says house gang for life. Word to the pig on Royce's hand. The pig, you know, the slaughterhouse symbol. Royce has that tatted on his hand. But I just love 
how basically he ends this song by saying success will never disable me. No record label could ever label me. My morals ain't for sale, can't under the table me. Basically, Joe's saying I'm free and I don't need y'all. Y'all need me. I need myself more than y'all need me, you know, for my own sanity, for my own peace of mind. And like through all the abuse allegations that he's going through and all the controversy that he's going through right now with leaving Spotify. And it's crazy how we see so many of our own people will still go against him. Me personally, I don't really give a shit if he leaves Spotify or not. Don't necessarily care at all. I'm just here for the content and I'm just an observer and I love breaking down music. I love hearing different takes, you know, from rappers about rap music instead of nerds <laughs> like myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what makes Joe great. He never holds back any punches, not on his songs and definitely not on his platform. You know, now whether if all of these things are true about these allegations or not, only time can tell. But in the meantime, in between time, I've decided to break down this song just to show who he is. You know what I'm saying? The type of music that artists makes. Because that's what I try to do in this podcast. Really break down songs from artists who really don't hold back any punches. I try to make sure that these songs are very true and authentic to itself. Whether it's for the good or for the bad. And that's always been Joe. Like the instrumental, you know, smooth, slow. And all Joe did was just use a sample, you know, from a very old song. I believe that song is called, what's the name of this song? Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, it's like this little opera orchestra kind of thing. It's called Windows of Appearances by Philip Glass. So that's all the time that I have for this breakdown. All right. At the end of the day, I decided to break down this song because I want to show what it's like when you are not necessarily walking your own path, when you're walking somebody else's path, where you're doing somebody else's way to succeed for yourself. Whose path are you walking? Are you walking yours or somebody else's? That's it, man. So let's keep the Joe Budden theme going. Um, Let's get into the rotation, huh? Three songs. Let's start with song number one from Slaughterhouse. A song that really should have been big, but never got the push it deserved. And that is the second single off of Slaughterhouse's second album, Hammer Dance. Where I came up, nigga On a scaffold doing 10 sets of 10 Getting my weight up, nigga 
shooter, but my shooters I have your brain exposed. But I'll shoot five in a second, homie, and break your nose. Talk the past, I'm dead ass. I was living life fast with my pistol in the grass. Digging in my ass, trying to finish up the last so I can sit it in the stash. Old East sweat dripping from the bag. Milk crate sitting on the ass while I'm looking left and right for them niggas with the bad. My mom's dishes really had crack on them. 12-12s and I kept them shit packed for them. Yeah, they came back for them. I could paint it so vivid because I really lived it. If rap fail, I stack bail and show you how to I'm get in the club, bottle in hand, doing my two-step. While I got my gun in my pants, call it the hammer dance. Uh, bitches uh, dancing on a nigga when they feel the gun. I tell them we doing the hammer dance. Uh, Two-stepping uh, with my weapon on me. You good? I'm just checking on me. Times I wake up on one, house slippers and coffee, I know the paper gon' come. I drop shit to make the gangsters go dumb. Keep a bad bitch naked like my waist with no gun. Oh, I'm for real, how are you? Got street power from the watchtowers to how are you? How would you become me? I don't do what you cowards do. Flip a thousand pounds of that sour D's in an hour, dude. I'm at my motherfucking mind, fuck a punchline, salute my motherfucking grind. Ditching feds on the regular, they trying to catch a predator, not the Chris Hansen type, but the Danny Glover kind. I'm a killer, everybody know I body your audio, when the shoddy blow say goodbye to your body, yo, you mighty gold. You don't think that I'm about this ice grill, nigga, put your money where your mouth I'm is. I'm in the club, bottle in hand, doing my two-step, while I got my gun in my pants, call it the hammer dance. Uh, bitches uh, dancing on a nigga when they feel the gun, I tell them we doing the Stepping with my weapon on me. You good? I'm just checking on me. Family, you don't stand a chance while I got this gun in my pants doing my hammer dance. Yo, my real name, my rap shit. Fuck with Chase, but the real bank is the mattress. Money ain't new to me. Been getting G stacks once. This movie took his shorty back from rehab. Knife work with me, but the chrome is extra case. I'm in the same taxi as the bone collector. Oh. Y'all rapping about models, I get hounded by them Not a killer at all, I'm just surrounded by them Just a real nigga, straight from my mother's stomach Ain't enough cloth for all of us to be cut from it Song number two is another Joe Budden classic Another Joe Budden deep cut This is Joe Budden with Love I'm Good Now, let's get into Joe Budden with some beef Mmm, I got it Blood on the wall yeah, let's do Joe Budden with Blood on the Wall. Nothing we say, half past 12, midnight on a weekday, not even 20 hours past 
nigga hit him up four times One hit the heart, and that hit my heart Call his pops, niggas pick the phone up So he can come find his son lying in his own blood On that block that we ran through Cows we grew up in, corner we were post on Shot dead in front of niggas we would be with So how the fuck nobody see shit Song number three <laughs> Is an all-time favorite of mine. Definitely my favorite Joe Budden verse. And my favorite Slaughterhouse song of all time. Yeah. And that's Truth or Truth. Yeah. Nickel. Trying to beat up a little bit, Azar. Stressed out so much, I'm like, why stress it? Am I selfish for asking myself with you rather count money or count blessings? Now that's a wild question. Fame turned my life upside down. I guess it was meant to be like that's and Beyonce a tic tac. And that ain't a diss, it's way more to me than a diss track. Jay-Z is God to me. Nas is God to me. Eminem is like big and pock to me. And if you disagree, I hope you bleed hypocrisy. And this would be the realest shit I ever wrote. Shout out to all the crazy bitches I've been involved with. Thank y'all for making my wife a crazier bitch than y'all bitches. Y'all might have lost me, but y'all win. And this would be the realest shit I ever wrote. Now let's talk about the BT Awards when Kanye went to the podium photo when and mentioned everyone in the same category as him but me and M. He said they motivated him and normally that would be M.O. to hate on him. But that ain't my M.O. My M.O. is to be more motivating. This new wave culture is so cultivating. Where the fuck do I fit in? And this would be the realest shit I ever wrote. I've succumbed so much to this game, I feel sorrow. I answer more questions about the 40 and game squabble than I answer questions that I ask myself. Are you a good father? The answer's well. Fuck this. Royce got a game tomorrow. I ain't gotta spell out the office If being famous means speaking to people in offices Over being there for your sons and daughters well, I'm off this uh, I know the last couple of lines kinda fell out of the pocket But I don't give a fuck Let me tell you this When was the last time you copped some shit where it actually came out of your pocket? Answer that If I gotta answer questions from you You gotta answer questions from me I'm fucking my whole life up for you. Answer this question. What the fuck are you doing for me? Answer that. Still, I love my fans. Even though y'all look at me like I'm just a drunk nigga that's just throwing up behind shit, blowing up. But nigga, I ain't throwing up shit but my hands. And this is just me growing up. Courtney Artesia. Kino and Vish, please support me. I need ya. But in reality, an artist is supposed to be supported by easels. But in the meanwhile, I'm just supported by evil. Had to start with Royce's verse, man. It's long, but it's so good. And I'm going to just end with Joey's verse, man. Yo, in the meantime, in between time, thank you all so much for joining me for another week. Sorry, this came out a little bit later than normal, but we are still here. And we'll be back next week for episode 60. Peace and love. My name is Doug. I mean, I'm no longer
fucking amused. I mean, I dress this shit on cut you loose. How long am I supposed to stick around for this fucking abuse? Every time I go to leave, I figure fuck is the use. I do it for the true fans that covered that new. Or is that just another fucking excuse? Do I do it for attention? Cause I crave it, I won't mention it, I'll save it. If you know me, then you know a nigga treasure anonymity. Nigga thought that as a man, you must be kidding me. And I'm starting to feel like my fans are now condemning me. Listen, I don't owe y'all shit Same Joe I am today is the same Joe y'all get Y'all are interrupt a nigga while he at his place of worship And think that came along with your $20 purchase You bought the music, not the nigga that made it But let me touch upon that nigga that made it If you judging me on actions, then I'll take that L every time If you conclude Joe Button is a corny motherfucker Cause all I mean if I'm a corny motherfucker Is the greatest rapper ever is just a corny motherfucker my bad, I'm not as street as you But all this time I was being me, not being you I get behind that mic, let all my demons through Without knowing shit about the people that I'm speaking to Add that to me, not seeing a reason to And it says a lot in a room full of silence Listen, at 21 I had a drug problem At 31 still drugs is a problem But the thing about that pill is it made anything real And I felt I needed to see Funny thing about it all, I ain't like what I saw Now the Lord's voice is in my head like you'll be for questioning me Another lesson for me Far greater than whatever I profess it to be Cause if left to me i put our eyes in our brains We'd overthink what we see And our whole lives would change But fuck it, that day had to come Whoever knew that I would have a son I could've guessed that I was fucking like a rabbit But I never saw him having scoliosis Like his dad did Never knew me and Ronnie would talk again Fuck a rhyme, I'm just happy that we talk again Who knew that the second I acknowledged you would get terminally ill, be in the hospital The thought of you leaving is what fucks with me I'm scared to death of getting full custody Nigga, I look in the mirror disgustingly So how am I supposed to feel the day that he looks up to me? I always said you were the worst baby mother I had ex-girl confused with baby mother And there lies my problem with our creator All them times I wanted a black ass dead you wouldn't take her Don't do it now, I need her Understand it don't get no realer See how I go to bed with thoughts of a damn killer But rather show y'all my girl through these Instagram filters Look at her, don't look at me Cause if y'all judging, y'all would throw the book at me Speaking of shorty, nah, I'll do that in private It might be a little soul for me to let her know how I get shit And now we right back at one Real quick, let me get back to my son When a nigga was like, he said, Dad, I'm, I'm weird But I don't have a problem with that and I was like, <laughs> I laughed and I was like, well, number one, why you think you're weird? And number two, why don't you have a problem with that? And he looked me in my eyes and he was like, well, I say I'm weird, number one, because I know I'm weird. And I don't have a problem with it because that's me. And whoever, whoever don't like it, they don't really have to be around me. I'm, I'm comfortable with me and who I am. <laughs> and right there, that was cold. In my head, I thought that was bold. Really shit about it all said that at 10 years old So I could die right now I could die right now Feel like he got the most important part of Joe Or better than that I could die right now Feel like he know all he need to know Joey Royce, what up? Last night we cried tears of joy This morning they were still in It's handicapped without the wheelchair That's what we are, we're fucking We'll be the sacrificial lamb for y'all niggas